in five, four, three, two, one. I like to keep you on your toes, Nick, so you never know when to come in. You never know when I hit that button what song is going to come out. You used to, but since you complained, never again. Or maybe I'll just go back to it. I don't know. Um, real quick. So the verdict came out in regards to the Trayvon Zimmerman case, correct? Yep. What's the deal? He was he, not guilty. George Zimmerman, not guilty. George Zimmerman, not guilty. Not guilty, or they couldn't prove him to be guilty. Same thing. I guess you're right. Bottom line, what only thing I I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I looked on Twitter. I saw they said there was like forty eight thousand tweets a minute. The same thing. As soon as the verdict came out, I got on Twitter and and hashtag Zimmerman, and people were just like, "We're gonna fucking kill this guy." There was a yeah. I, I saw a bunch of like anti, specifically right out of the box anti white sentiment. Not. You know, hey, this is terrible. This is an injustice. It I saw like, you retweeted a Larry Elder tweet, dude. Larry Elder, yeah. I, I did. Did you look at it? Yeah. I mean, because I started going down looking at a lot of his stuff. Larry Elder's black, right? And he's got a radio he's a conser- show. Yeah, he's a conservative, and like he was basically saying. I think the tweet that I retweeted basically was like, "Hey, here's the thing. Yeah, this was." I guess considered white on black crime. However, the number of black on black crime, black on white crime is far superior to, to this. So before we're going to stand there and, you know, raise our fists in anger, let's look at these statistics. And then there was a a bunch of, that was the one I chose to retweet, but there was like 10 or 11 that he had prior to that one where basically he was saying like, you know, we're perpetrating this race issue. We're the ones creating the race issue. Because, I, like, I don't know if you, you know who Doug Benson is, the comedian? Mm-hmm. So, you know who he is? He's got sleepy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Benson, basically, he, he put a tweet out that said, I follow Doug Benson. He put a tweet out that said something like, hey, if you think that George Zimmerman was innocent in any way, shape, or form, and I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, uh, just let me know. My, my block finger's ready, basically saying, like, I will block you from my Twitter feed. We don't, I don't want to have any, you know... So I put something on his, I'm like, well, how can you say he's anyone's guilty? I mean, how do you, how can you say that George Zimmerman's racist? No one has any, there's no context in which he's done anything racist. The only thing racist that was any race issue brought up was by the prosecution witness who said the word cracker. Creepy cracker motherfucker. But I'm saying like, that's the only. Creepy ass cracker. Right. (laughs) That's the only hint of racism that's like out there. Right. There's no nothing else came up. Now, I told you, I don't I don't follow the news too, too right. much. But as far as I well, know, initially, the media rearranged the 911 call. Uh, did you hear about no. that? When the story like first that slap chop thing, like 18 months ago, mm-hmm. before it, when the story first broke, I don't know what news outlet they rearranged 911 call NBC. to make it NBC to yeah. make it appear that he was like throwing. I, I, I don't know exactly what they did. 
but they reworded the 911 call to make it seem like he was saying like hey this guy's black and I can I know he's black I can just, before they but asked, they figured out since then that that was manipulated right but after there was a huge outcry about it I guess the part that bothers me and the other voice you're going to hear is Ben so it's not Steve you'll know probably hopefully by <laughs> the content that it's not Steve I'm hoping um, but I think the thing that really bothered me was. Not just Doug Benton, because I basically said that, hey, you know, this is the only thing racist about anything is what Trayvon said. Why are you uh, immediately tagging this as a racist issue? Why does it have anything to do with race besides a Hispanic, half white, half Hispanic guy was involved in an incident where he accidentally or shot out of self-defense, whatever, he shot a black person. So what? You know, that doesn't mean it's racist. That just happens to be the two people That's that were involved. That's what they do. But again... I started looking around past Doug by Benson, they, I mean past, the media. past Doug Benson, past, you know, all the regular people looking at all these other celebrities. And it really, it just like Will Smith had one and I'll look it up later. But basically he was saying like, this is an injustice. Oh, he said, Hey, you know, somebody throws something on Kim Kardashian. The person's arrested immediately, but this person kills Trayvon gets to walk free. And it's like, and they, they compared the Casey Anthony thing. Hey, Casey Anthony's walking away scot-free. She murdered her kid. How is it that this guy murders a black guy? He walks away scot-free. Well, that seems to have more of an issue with Florida in general, or just the fact that they can't get their shit together. But Kate, nobody proved anything with Casey Anthony. There's no proof. So it's not like, you know, they turned a blind eye because they're like, yeah, she's white. We're, we don't care that she killed her babies. Right. There's no proof. So, and the, and the thing with, there's nobody denying the fact that George Zimmerman shot Trayvon. That's a fact that that happened. But even the people who were witnesses can't come together on a, on, on a story that everyone All the witnesses on. pretty, for the most part, corroborated what Zimmerman said happened. I just feel like... There's so much white guilt out there that every celebrity, every liberal, and every just anybody who talks They're about it the for the most line. part, they are the ones that are are pushing the race Absolutely. issue. They're the ones making everything seem racist. It's like, dude, stop for a minute. Stop immediately. I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about white people. Stop immediately going and being like, this is a disgrace. We, we don't, you know, I personally don't want black people to not like me anymore so i'm gonna you know say hey this zimmerman guy this, this trayvon got a raw, they both got a raw deal this zimmerman guy is never ever ever gonna live a normal life now because half the or more than half the country thinks he's a total piece of shit oh no he's done he yeah he can't and, go to the store I mean, on, on top on top of that trayvon's dead so we've lost sight at this point of what is important i mean somebody died bottom line is why did he die well there was an incident that happened, you know, and somebody got shot because they were attacking another, whatever. That got figured out. Those kind of cases happen every single day. Right. So I, I just don't even remember back. How did this get such media? To, what? Why? Why this case? I think because the racial element of it started because on paper, if you list it down, it's just there was a black kid because he was 17. So they're going to say child every time. Uh, there was a black child. Honey child. Honey They might say honey child. Well, he was unarmed, and they're saying there was this guy who, by the way, claims Hispanic, but they're going to say white guy was armed, black kid was not. Black kid gets killed. Then they say, well, his life didn't have any value or, or whatever, which is just skewed. When it first happened, they took, what, 44 days, 45 days to even bring any because the, the police department down there and prosecutors said, we don't have a case. Right. We don't have anything, but the media, like you said, right. um, 
well, they maybe, maybe white guilt, maybe not. But they were, just, you know, it became a big deal because of the race there. I guess because why did he approach Trayvon in the first place? So maybe so they took the that ball that, and ran with it. The fact that they said they didn't have a case. The governor and then they, put pressure, which I'm right. sure the governor got pressure himself from other, like maybe senator, uh, higher ups. Well, again, of course, rights. like you know, yeah, Jesse Jackson, L. Sharp, and all all the. The people that work for the what, NAACP or whoever else. Somebody got behind somebody else and said, hey, you need to take a look at this and we need to push this and make sure something happens with it. But again, it seems to me that Jesse Jackson, nothing, they don't do anything that, that changes anything. They, they, they bring light to stuff they continue to or they deem racist. So they can And then they walk away TV. and watch it burn. But Jesse Jackson himself has, has been caught on tape being anti-Semitic himself. So this is a guy that all of a sudden we're going to take his word as a person who he can't even say he's not said anything racist or anti-Semitic. It's it's a proven fact. So when other people, you know, say, well, I've never said the N word or I never did this guy who's a, a, a social rights activist himself. And uh, what's the other guy? Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton. Him, too. On tape, talking about cocaine with the undercover cop and talking about Jews. Yeah, is that he, right? I didn't know. Yeah, all that. he oh, actually yeah. is uh, on that tweet from. He was Larry talking Elder, about dealing kilos, right? That tweet you put for Larry Elder, <laughs> I went down the line and he retweeted because HBO had a special on. I didn't see it, but I want to now. Last week that aired part of that video, so Al Sharpton is now suing. And just to go back a little bit to talk about that, it was in the '80s. Apparently, the FBI had two cases that involved Al Sharpton. One of them was undercover cop had basically negotiated with Al Sharpton about dealing kilos and apparently I don't know it's I've not seen the video there apparently they aired some of it and then the FBI also has him negotiating with a um a mob boss and somebody else talking about extorting Don King and both uh, apparently in that case it's Tony Soprano he wasn't even realize it was a setup <laughs> Al Sharpton apparently that was, in that, that one Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton uh, <laughs> agreed to cooperate because the FBI went to him and said hey we got this tape on you so he never ended up getting charged for that. They used him to get to some other mob. They used people. Tim Allen to get to Al Sharpton. <laughs> so then, uh, the uh, in the case where he's, I guess, with the kilo case, they used they flipped him with that, and he claims it's a lie that didn't happen. But, but then the one where he's negotiating with this mob boss and other guys to extort Don King, somehow in that FBI's case, a boxer died. And the FBI, for whatever reason, felt like if hey, if we bring this case, it's gonna it's gonna look real bad be- and be insensitive because this boxer just died. Or apparently, I, I don't know the circumstances, but that's why apparently that he was never charged. But Al Sharpton, apparently, this resurfaces for him every because day. it would look bad, right? It had nothing to do with charging Al Sharpton or, or, not. or doing the right thing for the right reason. It was like hey, this we don't want, this might come out looking well. Who knows? Maybe at the prosecutor's office and wherever they were gonna charge it at was like hey, this is. We can't touch this. It's because of the in light of what happened. But check the Larry Elder's tweets. He has a link to the the story. Well, but I, I but they like I said, they just released this again. Uh, HBO did a special. And they released part of the video with Al Sharpton, and he's suing HBO, claiming right. that he never was involved in any of this crap. It's all lies. Where's Larry Elder at? He's out of L.A. No, no. I mean, radio wise, do you have a podcast? No, he. I mean, I think he's have on WLS, but when because when I was in California, he was like prime time. But here, I think he's on at like three in the morning or something. Yeah, no, I thought he he made the most sense, and uh, you know, just because it's in line with how I feel. But I was just it was crazy to me how how people just they want to say racism, but then they want to omit the fact that you know Trayvon was the one that said the racist stuff, and 
There's proof. They have pictures. The kid got kicked out of school, had a weed pipe. Not that that's the end of the world, but, you know, he 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 had like a, a storied past. It wasn't like this, you know, it was a kid that went home every day and played Magic the Gathering like Steve or smoked e-cigarettes. <laughs> you know, the kid the kid obviously was, was used drugs, whether or not you believe marijuana to be. The, the fact of the matter is it's, he might have been law. stoned. I think they proved that he might have been stoned when the whole incident happened. It was in his system. So, so yeah, I mean, I maybe thirty days or I mean, well, who knows? you know, regardless, it just it, it's weird to me that well, not weird to me. It just it's it's a, a reflection of of where we're at at this point in our our country's history that white people feel so guilty that they will just right away jump. They'll the white people will throw the race card out there, and they're just like, well, listen, I'm with you guys. I don't want to be right. And, and again, I was reading today there was riots in L.A. There was oh, riots right. in Florida, and it's like, but the thing what they like. I wanted, I think it was in, in LA in Oakland or wherever they went into like a Walmart and trashed the place. And it's like, but you didn't do anything that had to do with Trayvon It's completely yeah. off the mark. It's like there was a, a, a vigil, you know, vigil and, a, and a, an active kind, good, nice protesters doing their thing. And then a group of 150 of those people like spilled into a Walmart and like they tried to lock the gates and these people broke the gates down and like looted the place and busted up everything. And to me, you're, Obviously, those people, those people aren't, they don't care. I, I wish that every one of those people that they got arrested, they would interview them and be like, you know, what was the verdict? What, what, what was the information that was brought out, brought to light in the case? And I guarantee you, 95% of them would have no idea what, what maybe, the case Maybe was Trayvon about. hated rollback pricing. And <laughs> they were like, this is for him. <laughs> well, they, wanted to get all the, they wanted to take all the hoodies out of the place. Well, another thing, too, that apparently yeah. Steve told me that Geraldo was going on a diatribe trying to say that they should ban hoodies. Seriously. I don't know that for a fact, but that's what Steve was telling me. So I've seen him on there right Steve's. after, and then they cut to Al Sharpton. But what I was going to say with some of the kind of trade up or a trade down, Geraldo to Sharpton. I don't think you can get much worse than Al Sharpton. <laughs> although I hate Geraldo's mustache. Are we fat Sharpton or skinny? Yeah, I think he's skinny now. Because well, he's like that, fat over Geraldo, but the mustache has. He's to like that weird. What's that guy? Uh, the, the other news guy, Al Roker, who now looks <laughs> disturbingly like he's fat again. But when, like, he's midway. He's fat again? But when he was I thought he skinny, had stomach staples yeah, or whatever that is. Yeah, he did. But he's, like, starting to get, like, it's, like, weird because the stat, like, the fat went to his head. You have to see him. He looks like a cartoon. <laughs> it had to have somewhere to go. It's like a bubble in a tire. Yeah, just exactly. Well, just back to the thing, you know, the jury, these women that decided the whole thing, cut off from their family, their work, they're stuck in a hotel room eating lousy food, I'm sure. And, uh, I mean, it's a shitty job to have. Everyone wants to get out of jury duty, but these people got stuck doing it. Let me it. tell you something. Not one of those people were sorry they were on that jury because somebody already inked a book of deal mm-hmm. immediately. Like, within, super like, happy. So <clears throat> every single one of those people know that they're in a position to make a Lifetime movie or get, you know, tell somebody. Well, no story. one's identified themselves yet. I didn't know there was one a person deal. did because they already have a, they've signed yeah. a book. They haven't identified themselves maybe publicly, but they've been approached no, and already have. signed a deal. I don't, I don't remember her name, but her husband's a lawyer. And so she's writing a book right. about. I did the hear about that one. Of, of Again, I mean God, that's that's a freebie. That's that's a million for the first person who gets out there and, and wants to tell their story. I guarantee you it's a million bucks. Yeah. I mean because it'll be a, a a New York Times bestseller right off the bat. You know, and I don't know was it was it one of the like, there was five black jurors and one white. All white women, one no, Hispanic, well, one Hispanic really? all rest no white. black jurors. Oh, okay, that was the big jury think about it. Right. But, I mean... Can't really I have, unfortunately, he wasn't old enough to have a jury. I was in Sanford before, and I, I mean, I thought it was, it was kind of... It was right by, down by Gainesville, and uh, 
Florida is a shithole. No way. No. It's northern Florida. Northern Florida. Yeah. You know what Adam Cole says about northern Florida? Everything evil starts. Sorry, there. Germany or Florida? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 for damn. That's probably one of the best and most accurate bits. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, it's really good. Because it, it is definitely the truth. So Bundy, the 901 Terrace. You know, well, the, I just, you never, uh, Randy Savage. Randy Savage. He, he, that's where his his life came to an end in Florida. He's well. evil. Is he evil? Well, to Elizabeth, he was an abuser. I thought she was abused by other pro wrestlers. No, him of... too. Georgie Animal Steel loved her. It was <laughs> yeah. Randy Savage that. The only one that really knew her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still alive, I believe. I think the the bummer about the whole thing is um, everyone's immediately jumping into a camp, one or the other. I'm team Trayvon Martin. I'm team Zimmerman. The the reason I think race is even involved is because he said, hey, there's a black kid walking around. It doesn't look right and it feel right. It didn't look right and feel right to him because it was a black kid. So that part, okay, fine. There's a racial element to it. After that, I mean, if you don't like it, blame Florida's laws. Stand your ground. You get in someone else's face. Stand their ground. The laws are, are fucked up. I mean, that's why they didn't have a trial in the first place. So if you have to beg and pick it for a trial, then you get that trial and you lose. How surprised can you be? I still think stand. I, I even me. I think stand your ground's a little crazy. It's a it's a it's little kind of up. yeah. It's a little crazy. But I'm not. I'm definitely not going to jump into that that whole camp of like, hey, people shouldn't be able to carry guns. And I, I mean, people have gone out of their way to prove that this that Zimmerman's basically a, a moron and a weakling. And he's a pretty much useless human being. I mean, they, they pretty much slammed him. <laughs> his legal team went together and too. been like, hey, listen. Let the record his, his, show. Yeah, this is his waiting, his, uh, <laughs> his exercise instructor. This guy's a huge pussy. Couldn't have defended himself. Toasted. To me, it's like, well, then maybe he shouldn't have, you know, he shouldn't. That's definitely a guy who shouldn't be going hands on with people then. He if you already know. People, he shouldn't be doing right. all that weird. So, but uh, I guess, and again, this has never been clarified to me. The whole thing about, hey, the police told this guy to stop following. It's like, no, it was a dispatcher. They're not. They have no police powers. They have no experience for the most part unless they're retired police officers being on the street. They do speak for the people. They do. But they're going to speak on the behalf of liability to the police department, to the town, to the city. And they would tell anybody in any town or city, hey, something shady. I'm following this guy, sir. We're going to ask yeah. that you watch him from a safe distance until we can get a unit there. Make sure, you know what I mean? They're, of course they're going to say Which that. They he, won't even have the. But for them to say he disregarded the police, it's like, well, even if a police officer was like, if you said, hey, this is a situation, and a police officer was on the phone and said, I'll tell you what, man, if I were you, I wouldn't just just go your other way, You know, get a good description. That still doesn't mean that he was told, like, you will not, cannot, like he's not violating a law. He was given a suggestion. He decided not to follow that suggestion. And that's what happened. So I can understand people it saying, a good idea. right. But <laughs> I mean, apparently, the... apparently this person was kind of an idiot from jump. So uh, the, why his family or anybody else doesn't say, Hey, maybe you shouldn't be carrying a gun. I know it's his right, but, and again, I know people get pissed when I say this, I don't think everyone in the world deserves to have a gun. That's just my feeling. And if you want to have one in your house, have one. But I don't think everyone um, needs to be carrying one on the street. I can go a lot further than that. Yeah, go ahead. No, definitely. I don't think everyone deserves to have kids. But I agree. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different. Uh, would you rather than have? Would you rather than have guns or kids? Guns. Okay. At least the pop, this population would be out of right. Probably go down. You know, it, a lot. Be ugly, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the law is the law. It is what it is, and uh, I mean, there's just such a huge lobby on the gun side that 
Whatever happened with Chicago? What was the uh, the final uh, word on carrying a gun in the city? Because I know they were, there was like a last minute injunction filed or something. Yeah, struck, I think they struck down. Uh, I thought they said you now you can. I guess they struck then the Supreme inside Court. actual the city or in a state. No, I, I thought the, it, the, in the city they temporarily like until they can figure out right. See, because my thing is they should make they should have reciprocity for law enforcement at least because. I think that would help out a lot because especially young police officers who want to be involved in everything. It's like, Hey, let these guys carry off duty concealed. If you're a police officer anywhere in the whole country, like it was during uh what you call it? Part of the um, nine 11 thing. What's, what's it called? You can't remember either. Can you? Mm-mm. The, uh, uh, what about. yeah, the, 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 uh, the law where you could carry police officers could carry on a plane. They were be able to, I forget what the name of it is. Patriot Act. The Patriot Act, yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand why you would not allow officers. I don't know if that's officer... actually allowed them to do that. But well, I'm not on the plane, but I'm saying, like, there was across the country, you could carry you could carry a gun anywhere in the country if you were a police officer. So I don't understand why that uh, that there's not an exception for that. But I know Atlanta is the same way as Chicago. I don't know what it is now, but you cannot have a gun there. And I heard a horror story about some Indiana State Police that it went down there to pick up a prisoner and like they got harassed or whatever, and they're like, "Dude, we're cops on duty, picking up a prisoner to bringing him back." And there was a lot of problems with. From it. what county? I I don't remember. <laughs> I was gonna say, maybe they heard some stories and they just were like, "Yeah, we're we still know where you're from. We still don't want you to have a mail your. We're gonna take your gun and mail it back to your police chief." I've heard about that. That's happened before, where they've kept people's guns. And it's funny, is the towns that have that rule are the most violent. Right. Yeah. So, um, speaking of the violent city of Chicago, I we waved it. I, yeah, the, I, I from what I heard, the statistic now is like you have a one in nine percent chance, or excuse me, is it one a one in nine chance of being involved in some sort of chaos or whatever in the city of Chicago when you go there when you trip to the, the city and that's does that include getting your car broken into by the valet it could <laughs> I don't know they, they weren't specific but again unfortunately so let me take it back I convinced Nick again who hates to go to the city to come with his wife and my wife to go up to the main stage theater which is in Rogers Park far by Loyola University just to give you an idea where that's at not the nicest neighborhood in the world. It's like one of those ones where if you go two blocks one way or two blocks the other way, um, it's just it's it's gross. But it's weird because actually we're coming down the block and I'm like, where the hell is this place? And bam, it's a beautiful theater in the middle of a, just a, a pretty shitty area. Um, awesome place. Just before we even talk about the the show itself, what was your feeling about the place? It was nice. No, because you walk in, they have like a, uh, a, a like a pub in the front area. And then you walk in, there's a box office and behind it. I don't know how many seats there are. I would say like 250 maybe. Right. Yeah. There's a main floor. Then there's like a, a like an upper deck that sits just a little bit above the main floor level in the back. And then there's a balcony area. And the stage is, it's pretty small. It's really, really uh uh, what do you call it when there's an intimate? Yeah. So the first comedian that they had, we went to see Dave Attell was the headliner. And uh, Danny Callis, who's a Chicago native, was the uh, opening act. Awesome. 
that he killed it. Yeah. yeah, he was really, really good. And uh, actually, after the show, he uh, he was busy talking to some other people. We, my wife got a picture with him, but beyond that, we didn't get to spend too much time talking to him. But um, I tried to reach out to him on Twitter. We'll see what happens because I'd like to talk to him. We bring him in here and, and see uh, what you know what he's got going on, and what his uh, what his experience has been. Uh, after that, though, what would you think of the food? Because actually, in the um, the theater, I told Nick I went to the I think the greenhouse the week two weeks before that, and it's a theater set up like that too. Kind of, it's real, it's very shitty right. as compared. But you, it just has like a movie movie theater style seats. But this place, the main stage, has like tables, nice wooden chairs, a very very nice, been restored, and they, you know, you can eat a, a meal right there right. while you're watching the comedian, which I, I would think would be a little bit strange for the comedian to look down there and everybody's like, you know, eating entrees and stuff. But <laughs> um, he called out every single person that got up too, which is great because you're that close. I mean, it's that intimate of a place where like usually you would assume that they could only see the first two rows or, you know, right. like you hear a comedian be like, oh, I, you know, I can see the only talk the people in the front, not David Tell, like literally anybody who got up to walk away, he'd be, he'd be yelling at him. Well, what's funny was that, but that Danny Callis, like nobody, I, I, he, he was the best opening act I've ever seen at that comedy show by far. Absolutely. Like I'd go see that guy. If he's headlining something. He was yeah, that funny. Really. Oh yeah, definitely. He had the one joke about like going up to the, he had a talking about like a Greyhound bus it's like I was going to a gray. Well, it's funny too is he's got like a real <laughs> thick, like. Talks. Can you do it in your Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got like a really thick like Italian Chicago accent. I don't know what you would want to call it. But Which he, he specifically like, said like he gets offended when people say yeah. have an Italian accent. He went up to some like he's like I went up to this hillbilly kid and asked him like Hey, is this bus going to New York? And this kid's like I own New York or I run something. Yeah. It was funny. Um, no, yeah, he he was he was good. I mean, in fact. It was both of our wives were like, hey, you know, they could have stayed on even longer. We'd have liked them. I'm a huge fan of Dave Attell, so I kind of knew what I was getting into when I came in there. This is interesting. I don't know. Do you go to a lot of stand-up shows or have you ever been to one? Yeah, I've been to a handful. How do you feel about, like, I there's, there's a difference, I guess, between, like, laugh. I, I don't know. Nick's wife is, like, laughing whole body shaking like Rob De Niro, like Cape Fear Robert De Niro <laughs> laughing at the movie theater no like she literally keeps, like the table saying, like, yeah, like like she was yeah. knocking bottles over on the table she's laughing so hard which I like <laughs> Nick does not like like my wife is just kind of sitting there with her arm like she keep she's that's right so there. true I not that, that not that's that crazy true. that's that's Steve's wife that's my sister-in-law that's why she was, she's been banned from going to any more shows with me but um what do you feel I mean like I, I sit there with my arms crossed, like it or hate it, just because, I, I don't know, I feel like, especially, I set myself up to feel nervous for the, I'm kind of nervous for the person, because I want to, you know, but I don't, I don't like, normally, like, full belly laugh, or, but I did, I did a lot during this show, but I looked over at Nick, and he's just, you know, the normal Nick, head bob, smiling, my wife's kind of, like, got her arms crossed, like, <sighs> but Nick's wife. She like both? Yeah, Nick's wife was like totally everything he said, laughing hard. So after the like, show, if you're a comedian, you want my wife in the crowd. Is that how she conveys she likes a comedian by going? <laughs> my wife? Yeah. No, it was kind of like she just looked at me like really. But uh, I don't think it had to do. I, I think there's everybody has something specific that they look for. I guess is in the way of a comedian, and 
obviously I picked, I handpicked the shows we go to because I, I'm the only one that takes initiative initiative to do so. So I already know what I'm getting into. Um, the only time I didn't was Richard Lewis, which was kind of like, I remember laughing at the sign and then we're just like, fuck it, let's go do it. The Boku guy. Yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I was about to make a Boku right? But um, as far as Dave Attell, I've been following his career for forever and um, totally love the guy's style. That's something I watch. Like I specifically do more than just listen to the jokes. Like I'm mesmerized by the way that like some people are so comfortable and like where Richard Lewis stood there and was like closed off. And like I said, he had his jacket back on. And like, forth. yeah, we really didn't move all that much. Like he had, he owned us like one part of the stage and was just kind of like looking like the whole time he was like, how much longer, how much longer. <laughs> and where Attell like basically worked the whole thing, you know, and he did but a lot. Callis did too. Yeah. He's real comfortable. But the thing with Attell that I like is that he, he was doing a lot of crowd work. Like he would stop. He has a lot of these like throwaway jokes where he'll just bring something up that has, it doesn't follow with what else he's talking about. And he'll just, okay, moving on, go on to the next thing. Or he'll see something in the audience or like Nick said, someone will get up and he'll be he able called to out like, every single person that got up. The old guy got up. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ, who brought you? <laughs> but it's not malicious. Like I said, I, I, I don't need to mention the guy's name, but I had seen a comedian like two, three weeks before that, who's a national act who specifically was just like, just dirty. Like for no reason, like not even like Andrew Dice Clay, where he had a some sort of a lead up or a direction he was going. It was just like just saying vulgar things just to get people's reaction out of it. And I was like, eh, this is not my thing. Like Bob Saget dirty. The only thing that's no Bob Saget gets away with it because he's got such a squeaky clean image. Then when people see that, it's, it's such, such a, a yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, where, where this guy was, was concerned. I really didn't have too much of a frame of reference of what he did. I knew he was like a shock comedian. And I was like, Oh, you know, let's go check that out. And my wife's one of these people that always wants to sit in the first row. And I'm like, you understand when you get up, you're there, man. And that was like, I was saying the last time when you walked on at that place, when you walk down, you have to walk on the stage with the guy. Cause it's just the floor. <laughs> it just, cause <laughs> the place is actually set up for plays and like one man shows and like one act play. Like, so it's not really like, a stage per se. It's just an area separated from the seats. So it's a little, it's a little more intimidating if you had to get up or whatever, but she's like, Oh, whatever. And I'm like, I ain't getting up. <laughs> you want another beer? You're getting it. He's like, I'll yeah, give you the money. This guy's offended. He's yeah. like, I'm an asshole, but not, not because I'm afraid someone's going to say anything to me. It's just, again, I feel it's rude to, if you can help it to stand up and go get seconds during a show. However, uh, I did get up during bill Burr of all people, but I was able to stay in the same room. It was a huge room and you could like the bar was in the back. So I watched the whole time. While, Did you, you duck know, roll low and kind of shuffle out? So no, like cause he doesn't, he doesn't really do that. It's so his. big. He's not going to be able to call. I mean, he out. would. Oh, I was like sixth, seventh row. We were right up front, but I, he's got such a, you know, his act is like a lot different. He's actually going, he wasn't riffing with the crowd so much. He was, so I wasn't really concerned. And you know what? Hey, if I got some personal attention from Bill Burr, I, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> now, like I said, with Gilbert, I ain't moving. No way in hell you're going to get me to move. You know, I'm too, too free. He, he didn't really point no, anybody out, but no one really moved. Think True. about it. I mean, everybody was pretty much glued to their seats for 90 minutes. Richard Lewis is being a dick to a couple of guys in the front. He's like, this guy's probably an anti-Semite here. Look at him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I think that's part of his, you know, his thing, his go-to. but all in all, the main stage had like, so we left 
It has a, a, a blastro pub, I think that's what they call it, or gast, gastro pub is what they consider it. I know Taffer's talked about it on Bar Rescue before, and I think it's like a, a bar that serves food, but also has like a micro, like micro brews on tap, like a bunch of different like independent or micro brews on tap. If I'm gastro, I think it's called a gastro pub. But that sounds like a sex yeah. move. <laughs> but the craziest thing about it was as we're pulling up, I'm like, Nick, when we get closer, like somebody find a parking garage. And I didn't realize like what kind of neighborhood it was or that it wasn't like in the city prop. I wasn't very, didn't have a really good idea where this place was. So we get up there and it's like, the only place you can park is behind, <laughs> you need to park behind a fence. And man, we pulled up and the, you know, it was a valet and I'm like, I didn't even think about it, man. I just popped out five bucks. Wasn't too bad. And it was only, it was only, what do you say? 70 to 80 feet from where, where the guy took my car and and moved it right in. So he may have taken some change though. I did notice. I think he took some change out of my, like a handful of, no, I'm kidding. But, um, they were super nice. The place was really nice. It was really clean. In fact, um, August 1st, 2nd, 3rd and 4th, we'll be going back most likely to see uh, Mark Marin. not all four days, but one of those days. So just a shout out to those guys. And I think their website is www.mainstage, M-A-Y-N-E stage.com. So check out their, they got a bunch of, uh, I think the wallflowers are going to be there and a couple other bands, which I think would be, if you saw the place, you would want to, you know, you're being in a band. First thing I thought of when I was in, because I was in a band was like, man, this would be a really awesome place to play because it's the, first of all, the light, everything's lit from front to back. Like you could see the whole crowd from the stage. You could see the guys in the back, like their faces. So it's not, like I said, where it's just a dark room and you only see a couple of people up front. As far as I know, it looked, it appeared because of the way that David tell was talking to people and he could see pretty far back. But, um, it looked like the kind of like a stage set up to where like unplugged or something like that, you know, where you, the band probably sits there on a stool, talks a little bit. Right. You're not going to be up there, like have a band that's up there like guns and roses and rocking, yeah. you know, just rocking the place out. So I would, I'm not a fan of the wallflowers, but I would probably go see a band there just to see what, what it's like. The sound sound was pretty awesome in there yeah, too. You see anybody. Yeah. I, I don't care as long as, uh, I mean, shit, I had to go see, uh, what's that band I had to see last year? It does, uh, your sex is on fire. Kings of Leon? Oh, yeah. Oh. I had to, you like him? I love him. Oh, I, did you see him at, tweet, at the dare. tweeter? Uh, no. I saw them, and it, it poured rain. I mean, it, it might have been two years ago. It you saw poured them at, rain. At a little stage? No, no, I, I saw them at, at the tweeter center. You got to see them. No. Yeah. Oh, I hated them. Hated <laughs> them. And my wife, you know what? It was the one time that, like, my wife had some friends that were going, and she was like, uh, come on. And I'm like, I really don't have too much of an opinion on these guys. So I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to the show. And, um, they weren't awful, but other things happened at the show that outside of, uh, our situation where we were sitting, there was just some obnoxious other, other concert goers that I'll tell you about later. But, uh, <laughs> um, I wouldn't go see him again. I mean, this is not the kind of music. Is that like one of your favorite I'm here? Big, let me ask I'm you now. Fan. Fan. What, what's your top five of- favorite bands now? And then of all time, uh, Since top we don't five know bands you. that are out now, um, I'm a big fan of Silver Sun Pickups. I like them a lot. Toadies uh, still play, so I'm going to count them in all time. They're the Austin band that I saw them not too long ago. Uh, I'm going to the Double Door to see a band called, um, I believe it's called Ume. It's U M E, Ume, on Thursday. They're pretty good. But the ones that are still playing, um, I'm a huge Ben Folds fan. I like Ben Folds a lot. I like Kings of Leon, although I don't know if they're on hiatus or whatever. But. Um, 
Yeah, I mean those those are the kind of bands. I mean, what I kind like, of music? I'm a big fan it? of Local Age too. The you know Chicago band. Definitely know who Local Age is. What 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 kind of what kind of music is Ben Folds? Ben Folds. It's crazy that I ask you because I have no clue. I know it's oh, like really? one dude that does like doesn't it like he produces and writes and he's, plays everything. He's extremely gifted music. He was in Ben Folds Five. They right. had a hit called Bridge. Well, I didn't think there was two. There, it, well, now not that Ben Folds. A different Ben Folds. Gotcha. No. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Ben Folds Five. They had that song Brick in the '90s that was pretty big, and they they have like three or four records. And now he does his own thing, but he's just just to bring you up to speed. I pretty much only listen to things that were were from '86, <laughs> maybe '89. So wherever Guns and Roses were, Appetite for Destruction, and backwards. That's my library so of uh, consciousness. You don't, you don't count lies in your. Uh no no. I, it's all right. But... Even if you you know I guess I've always said. <laughs> If a like, when I say I don't listen to newer music, I think Helmet would be the last. I'm not obviously there's other stuff, but for the most part, Helmet if played with Toadies. Any band that's so if you if you had one album and I say hey I only listen to you, say Appetite for Destruction, that includes the entire Guns N' Roses library. I'm not happy sure. with it, sure. a lot of it, but. I like everything. That if you take Use Your Illusion one and two and put it together, that's a fantastic album. If you if, like you, if you trim the fat, that's like a sixteen track. Oh yeah, amazing CD. But I don't know if you've ever heard my argument about. Crazy. I think the Foo Fighters one of the best bands all around. Except I don't believe they can ever put out an album that's good. They put out an album with three of the best rock songs yeah. on it. And then the rest of the album, I'm like, it, you could throw it in the garbage. My drummer would kill me because he's the biggest the Foo Fighters fan ever. But everything they do is, it's almost like, uh, I can't find anything wrong with it. I mean, no. that's, that's really good, but it does nothing right. for me. I'm like, yeah, you don't get was, in the car and blast it. No, and I was like, like yeah. technically, technically that's, a, that's a good song. Everybody did what they're supposed to do. and it's But but I'm just like, on the inside, I'm just like. I thought it was funny I mean? how I said they were like the top five of the last so many years, and everyone's like, no, they're not. I'm like, well, give me someone who's better. And they're like, well, I don't have anybody, but. Technically, like I said, especially after seeing Sound City, I just have so much more of a love for Dave Grohl, specifically, as a musician, as a person, whatever. The guy's awesome all the way yeah, around. I just sure, feel like sure. there's not too many bands out there. I could name like three or four records right now that I think are good all the way through, 100% all the way through. But the band never followed up with another. So is that what is the good thing? Or would you rather a band that writes has five albums with three good songs on each album that are a little bit different that change with the times or a band that has one album that is you could listen to from start to finish? That's a fucking badass, badass album, but they never followed up with. Really I'm not the person to ask because I could listen to every Foo Fighters CD from front of from front to back and never be like, oh, I'm skipping this song. Actually, as a matter of fact, a couple of their albums, it's kind of like the songs that are the singles that are on the radio are the ones I don't like or don't like as much. I I think that once you, if I obviously, if you're really into a band, you will look, you know, you'll give it, you'll give it a third, fourth, fifth, sixth listen. Like I told you about, I did the same thing with uh, Big Lebowski. I did the same thing with Super Troopers where I'm like, this movie sucks. And then the, the Big Lebowski by the fifth time I watched, I don't know what kept bringing me back because people were like, dude, you're crazy. The Big Lebowski is right. amazing. And I, then now I'm like the biggest supporter. I mean, I've been yeah. for years and years, but dude, there's probably, I can't think of anything wrong with The Big Lebowski. It's it's nearly a perfect movie. Right. I did that it's with amazing. Anchorman. I watched Anchorman. I'm the same way. I was way. like, this, uh, this is cheap and easy. 
third, fourth. Was it time. because of Steve? It's, but it's one of my favorite movies <laughs> ever now. Because no. Steve was contending that if you heard, he was saying that Anchorman <laughs> no. is definitely the best of the Will Ferrell movies. And I'm like, dude, get out of here, man. And I don't think, but now after he said that, there's a debate. There. It's it been on be, a lot be to set up the next Anchorman movie. They've been playing a lot on cable, and I watch it. and I'm like, it's a pretty damn good movie. I think I'll go. Team oh, Steve absolutely! Yeah, it's very, very funny. It's, it's, it's so quotable. There's like everyone knows all the lines. Step Brothers to me is still the best. Uh, see, I'm really? not old not school. A fan. Old school, but Step see, Brothers old school is not. I don't consider that a Will Ferrell movie. I consider Will Ferrell to be a big part of it. But you know, no, yeah. Step Brothers to me, I'm. Tr- there was another one. Step Brothers, I did not. Really? I wanted, It's the only time I've wanted to leave a theater with a Will Ferrell movie. I, swear, I promise you. You did you see the basketball I'm, one? I'm the only person. Not in the theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No, I don't, I'm I've a, never even I'm seen it. I'm in the minority so. on that. What about Everyone the ice skating one? Uh, that's pretty good. Oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, again, you, it's almost like <laughs> it's, you know what you're getting into. Right. The same thing I, when I saw this as the end, and my wife was so, she did that same arms crossed, like, really? Really? Because every joke was about bodily fluids or taking a shit or pissing or drinking piss or smoking weed. And she's like, really? And I'm like, listen, this is what these guys do. This is this is what they're known for. So this is a dude movie. There's no yeah. any chick that you know that would be that's like, dude, this is the end was the shit. I'd be like, get away from her as fast as you can. Obviously a loser. It's <laughs> yeah. a guy movie, you know, like Caddyshack. I've never met one girl who's been like uh, Caddyshack was definitely in my top. And if I, and if you, you did meet a girl like that, won't. she's a liar. She's just trying to suck you in because yeah. there's no way. It's just not made for chicks. I just love watching hockey and Caddyshack. I just love it. There's, I think there's <laughs> only two. There's only two chicks, if I can remember, in Caddyshack. One of them's Lacey Underall, and the other one's Danny's girlfriend. Right. There's really no appeal. And Chevy Chase isn't like a handsome dude. That I can't think of a movie my wife probably hates more than uh, Caddy Chase. Which is funny because my wife hates it. Women hate Rodney Dean. My, yeah, again, we never really got to expound on this. He's the best. Love Rodney. Wife fucking hates him. With, more than... I want to write down a list before next week of the people my wife hates because it's it's hilarious. But she <laughs> hate It's because the faces he makes. <laughs> And I, that's what I, that's why I like he's, him. He's horrible to look. Oh, at. absolutely. But you know, I was talking about last week. I, re- I read his uh, biography, and there's a bunch of pictures of him where he's younger. He's not bad. He's not a, actually a bad looking guy when he's younger. But Natural Born Killers just creepy. There's some miles on those tires, yeah, man. Definitely. <laughs> he definitely. Lived I forgot a hard he was in. That. He definitely lived a hard life. He was talking about like how he had to grab uh, what's her name's ass. And he's like, man, it was kind of creepy. But he's like, I'm getting paid to do this. I mean, you can't, can you think of a better situation? <laughs> but yeah, Rodney is definitely a non. I mean, polarizing between men and women. I don't know a lot of women who I think like that's that's their wheelhouse. Like they get nothing out of right. It. No, absolutely. It. His 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 comedy is is self deprecating. It's not you know, and and he's also obviously not very not very handsome because <laughs> especially because he he was he was big late in life. Yeah. So. He used they, to sell like siding. Yeah. Well, to he door. took he took a uh, there was a hiatus. He did like comedy from the time he was a teenager to like 30s, and then he had like he, he, there was a bunch of family stuff. So then he went into like selling siding, and then he got back into uh, making movies. That's awesome. But um, yeah. So that's a that's uh, that's pretty crazy. That I'm I'm trying to think. So, what are your top favorite movies? Top favorite movies. Um, I think. My favorite comedy is Dumb and Dumber, so that goes top five. To me, I've never left. I can I've watched that movie probably a hundred times, and every single time it just just kills me. 
You said you have a son and a daughter? I have a son and a daughter, yeah. Wait until you're... I just introduced my son to Dumb and Dumber maybe last year. He's eight now, so seven. And I laugh just as much as I laugh the first <laughs> time. It definitely stands the test of time. I don't like Jim Carrey. I don't like him. You don't have to. Well, I hate it's his politics. Good. I don't like him. Oh, yeah. I don't like his comedy. You hate his but, wife, too, don't you, or ex-wife? Who's his ex-wife? Jenny McCarthy. Oh, yeah, I hate her, too. Nobody likes her. No. <laughs> I thought you meant, I, I thought you meant Lauren Holly, and I'm like, no, she was super hot. Yeah, she's going to be on The View, by the way. I don't know if you're Who? Right. Jenny McCarthy. Really? She, she's going to take over for Hasselbeck. Oh, if you could figure out a way to... Like, <laughs> are you just fucking with me? No, no it's I'm true. Serious. Like, serious. you could trade off one person I hate for another person like, I hate. We need another bitch to fill this Right. We need line. another hey. loudmouth, outspoken well, blonde What's chair. weird is Jenny McCarthy's politics, I'm assuming, are the total opposite of... Elizabeth mm-hmm. Hasselbacks. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, what, what's that's probably why they did it because there's Very nobody else so. that's conservative. I think the, um, Barbara Walters, I guess, is Hasselbacks going to Fox. Shocking, but yeah. Well, look, Nick's like, oh, one stop shopping now. <laughs> Megan, no, no Megan reason. Kelly, uh, Elizabeth Hasselback. I mean, they stack the deck on. Megan Kelly looks like she had <laughs> she got an extra chromosome a little bit though. What? Yeah, there's just a little something. I don't know what it. I can't put my finger on it. I'd like to, but I can't. And it's just something where there's just a little bit off. Like her eyes are too close together or they're too far apart. Elizabeth Hasselbeck looks like right after sex, she would wipe off and go, ugh, and walk out of the room just right away. Like this I, is, I, that was dirty. Just I, I, I just can't stay. <laughs> any thought of her, it just makes me. St- See, I don't know how you could not get more upset with Rosie O'Donnell. Like just to look, you know. Because I think Rosie O'Donnell is somebody who actually did something for herself. She's she created it. She has. She, she created, what? <laughs> she's our Rodney Dangerfield. She created something. You yeah, know, that's good. <laughs> where I think that Elizabeth Hasselbeck is someone who was on Survivor, was an outspoken person who, like, just basically, she got where you know because she looked the way she did or whatever, and her agent got her that job. But Rosie O'Donnell actually created like an entire persona for herself and built herself up from the ground up. Where this person was on a reality show about surviving the Yukon or or wherever she was and. That's why I mean I, I you I don't think you can compare the two. And even Whoopi had like a career prior to this where she was making movies and <laughs> remember we met the driver her driver. Yeah. Can you think of a worse casting on a Rosie O'Donnell note than when she was uh, Betty Rubble? <sighs> Has anyone yeah, ever been but casted here's a, like worse? If, if you think about it, and I'm not trust me. That name is she synonymous didn't, she with didn't, sexy. Betty. She, yeah, she was definitely a plump Betty, but she looked the best she's ever looked when she was played we'll Betty. Move on from this because you're going to say something that's just going <laughs> to. My, my son draws great for a one year old, but it ain't a good picture. <laughs> Goodman was that the one where John Goodman was Fred? Yeah. So there were some redeeming and Rick Moranis. But if it, you know how bad that would have been if he wasn't in it. I, I I I don't even think I've <laughs> actually. I've never forgotten about the movie because of John Goodman. If he wasn't in it, I'd have been like, "What movie?" Yeah. Once they've actually made Elizabeth live Perkins action. was in that too. I think as Wilma. I don't know why because I've never seen it. I've never watched yeah, Rick movie. Moranis was Rick Moranis Barney. was Barney. That um, might have been his last hurrah in Hollywood. I don't know. Apparently, Honey, I let the kids play with uh, Sandusky. Wasn't that the last? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he tried to float. Well, <laughs> now, we're kind of, that ship kind of sailed, but favorite movies probably also Fight Club. Uh, Great movie. Did you read the yeah. book? Uh, yes. I read, I, I read a bunch of his books. They're real good. The book, Fight Club, to me, is one of those ones where the book is just as good as the movie, but it's different. 
it's not to me the book didn't really follow too much i mean it followed the movie in a way but it was a lot different i liked them both equally I w- like where I, people go oh the book's better it's like well no this one the movie was awesome and the book was awesome i would say fight club is the only instance i can think of where the movie's better than the book the book was good but the movie's right. Brad no, is just so cool. Like he's just got this. Probably you know, one of the coolest characters yeah. in a movie ever. Everybody wants to hang out with that dude or be that dude. All the chicks. Right. I mean, yeah, no, that was, that was the best. Die Hard's probably my favorite movie. If I had to put, if I had like one I just, island. I just saw Part Die Hard 5. Part yeah. One. Yeah. That's like, might be the best movie ever it, for I, a guy. I've all the round movie. I, I, you can't argue it. It's a damn good movie. No, I mean, cool. anybody. There, I don't. I remember back in the like, what year did that come out, Nick? Eighty-seven. Okay, so in nineteen eighty-seven, everybody was seeing that movie. And Bruce Willis was like, was the shit because of Moonlighting before that. But was that his first big? I think Blind Date. Oh yeah, which that. is also good. Did you see that? Yeah, with John Lurkett. You didn't. Like I remember that? as a little kid, like he just threw a grape in her tits, <laughs> and it being pretty awesome. That was. Then you're like, I'm sold on this guy. Yeah, I'm like, this guy knows what's going. This guy can do it. <laughs> Um, I just saw Die Hard Five. By the way, uh, did, did, did is that the one where that? his son? Go ahead. I think Die Hard. Like I said, it's probably my favorite movie. But I, I punched out after four. I was like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I will I'm always. One of your favorite if you characters. put John McClane in the movie, I will watch it, that and I will never John speak out publicly against John McClane. However, <laughs> I never thought I would see the day where John McClane's wearing a like a deep V T-shirt. He's like all stylish. That's now. the way. That's How about the, jumping on a Harrier jet in part four. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Or whatever. That but, was. um, I think Michael Scott said it best when he said, Hey, <laughs> Die Hard one, Bruce Willis is just a regular guy. John McClane's is a regular guy and Die Hard four. He's crashing a crotch rocket into a helicopter. But yeah, no, that's it. That's it, it. Any, did, so did you not see the latest one? I've only in seen, I've only seen up to the Sam Jackson one and I was out. Uh, that good, was a good, good, one. good. I was out then though because if they could have like never Hans, made two and made three, oh yeah, it would have been. All, I, yeah, like Hans's brother though. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't count. But too. Samuel Jackson and John McClane did his hat. It was a good. Uh, well, you could pretty much say that as Samuel Jack. Anytime you want to do a buddy movie where you want to have an angry black guy, I mean, he's the he's the that's guy. who they call first. Yeah, because he won't turn. They go on the list. He's number yeah. one. He won't turn anything. They're like, hey, we're calling you about Die yep, Hard three. I'm in. Yeah, and they're like, well, you didn't let us finish. We need a guy to set up the craft services table. Are you available for that? Absolutely. I am in for that. Yeah. Um, after three, I couldn't do it. It's like hearing shitty stories about your dad after he's, you know, like your dad's gone. And it's like, don't fuck it up. For or me. while you were a I, kid and you thought your dad was awesome. And then you yes. get to that age where you're like, mm. it, yeah. like the story <laughs> now is so even that hype anymore. You had a gay experience in college. God damn it. Oh, the story man. now is so outlandish. And with this point, it's, it's just insane. Uh, I guess, well, not to give too much away, but John McClane's son is Go a uh, CIA agent in Russia, and it's just like firefight after firefight. John McClane, you know, like remember in the first one, he he's kind of overpowered, overmatched, doesn't really know much about. Or I mean, he's well, one would think he's like a basic cop or whatever, <laughs> and beats the odds and win. This one, he's picking up M60s, rocket launchers, whatever. It t- you know, just right. killing people left and right in this other country. You know, because during firearms training at the police department, they've they've taught him how to shoot a. Uh, RPG. Well, I'm expecting at the end him to get arrested by the like the Russian police, him and his kid, and be held like indefinitely. But they make it out. They yeah, they send him out to uh, Siberia. <laughs> no. I think we need to come up with a list of the most ridiculous. Like I know we talked about it before, but the the Ray Don Chong shooting the uh, rocket launcher at the uh, the paddy wagon in Commando, 
First shooting it backwards and blowing up an entire like like city block, and then firing it on two police officers, which probably died in, in the accident. <laughs> Nothing happening to her. She's still a, a patriot. Um, there's so many of those, you know, instances in movies where like I just saw one today. Did you ever see the movie Shooter? Yeah. Did you see it? Okay. Yeah. There's a they, so they they basically set up Mark Wahlberg, at, who's supposedly like. Uh, like the best sniper that's ever walked the planet. And they set him up to be a patsy for an execution of like some foreign dignitary here on American soil. But the guy, they, 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 they basically get this dirty cop to help out. And they, they like later, you, it's an old dusty cop. That's just a you know fat piece of shit. And he tries to get the drop on Marky Mark to set this thing up and fails. And later on the news, this is where I get crazy. I can't watch a movie normal because I see this kind of stuff. They're like, uh, in other news, a seven-year veteran police. I'm like, seven years? A guy's like 62 years old. What, <laughs> what, what agency hired this guy at such a like a like? Why wouldn't they just say like a 30-year veteran? Right. That's what he looked like to me until they said he was seven years. <laughs> what other wasn't it? Um, the Shield, or what movie was it? The Shield where like Vic only had like like eight years. Like there was some crazy amount of. Remember when they McNulty actually, maybe only had that long. Well, yeah, maybe that's what it was. The Wire, where McNulty had like ten years. Did you ever watch The Wire? Uh, yeah, up until the kids were in school. That Your kids? Like, no. Oh, kid. like season three, uh, four, yeah, yeah, four. Yeah. Is it four? I think so. It might have been where they set up the block too, where they could do whatever they want on that. That's block. three. Yeah. I made it that far. But so. McNulty, yeah, like in, when it was all said and done, like this dude had done so much in his career, and it's like. Hey, he, you know, after, after nine years of law enforcement, it's like nine years. It's all this guy has ever been involved. Do you know, do you remember how much Vic was? I don't think he was that far along either. I don't, I think he was like 12 or 13 years. I don't know. I think like, he might've been 20 because really in that last season, weren't they like, Hey, this guy's got going to have his 20 year. It's time to retire. I, I, don't, I don't remember. We'll have to look that up. Cause it, it, but kind of let him punch his ticket toward the end of the series or whatever. I, you know what? I still want to do an all shield episode. Oh. I, mean, I thought we were gonna I do a wire it. episode. That too, but I got a buddy who was a, a who was a, a an expert on the shield. Who I'm waiting for him to uh, rear his head here. I wish they'd put it on Netflix or something. I haven't really watched. We used to watch them all the time, but I haven't watched them in a while. I just started rewatching them. They're on Crackle. Okay. It's another free channel. If you have like a Roku or whatever, right. you can get it. I just started I watched them first two seasons. It's one of yeah. There's a couple of seasons there that I, I would hate to revisit. I, especially the only thing again that bothers me is the one where, they, where they're where they're bringing back the guy from Mexico and they're at the border and they have like a they just put bumper stickers yeah, over the bullet holes. That's party. the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, Outside of that, I mean, it followed. It, I mean, it was it was. I had to suspend a little dis, bit of disbelief, but it yeah. was definitely a, a solid show all the way through. I, I I dropped out at a certain point, then I came back, waiting for Anto- Antoine Mitchell to show up in something else because. I was like, waiting for Dutch Wagenbach to get his own show. <laughs> a spinoff. Um, a couple of yes or no's that I thought of this time. So I'm just going to throw it out there. You tell me yes or no and why. The Offspring. Yes. No. Why? No, I can't. One, you can't just take Obladi and call it your own <laughs> name and say, this is my song now. If that was the case, I would just do Hey Jude again and call it Hey You or whatever. You can't do that. And two, uh, I just I can't handle uh, Dexter. What is it, Hollins or whatever? Yeah, I think uh, so. They're catchy, but I just I just can't do it. I loved it when I was fifteen, but I'm out. They they had a couple of really cool songs, but 
that were like like poppy, pretty catchy, but for the most part. I forgot about those later songs that really suck, but I, I was just, the reason why I said yes because that's one of those songs. If, you don't have to justify it. If they're in a bar and they come on, it's not oh, like it's, I'm like, I'm out of here. I was at a bar one time here in town where somebody came in and they literally played an the entire I, the legacy brutal no misfits legacy of brutality from top to bottom they had like one of those cd jukeboxes yeah. and i'm like looking around the bar like who the fuck played this man this is badass i want to you know and it wasn't it wasn't at three floyds it was here and i'm like man who and i could not for the life of me figure out who played it do you think there's somebody that I, maybe goes around i was so <laughs> fucked up that there's the bars and plays these and just, it ducks out before anyone even knows like hey I'm doing you this favor, buddy. There was buddy. just one heavy set black. Yeah. I'm going to give you the eye in the corner. You, I mean, they couldn't have. I, I looked around and I'm like, there's got to be. But now I realize how old I am. And I'm like, you know, I don't dress like that anymore. So there's some other guy in the bar that's like, I like this back when I was a teenager. and But you don't see that very often. But The Offspring, like I said, if it came on the radio, I'm probably not going to turn it off. But. I don't listen to the radio. But some so. of those new, like the songs they had a couple years ago, like or, pretty pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> it's a pretty shit. That with get a job or whatever. Like, get a I, job. I it, what was? Is yeah. that that's no, the, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know it what it was called. Yeah, call yeah, it yeah, get yeah. a job because it's that bad. Yeah, but uh, no, I don't hate them, but I, I'm not. I'm not gonna put the CD in. What about arm wrestling? I don't personally partake in it. If some two people, I, I would probably instigate an arm wrestling match between two other people. Do you think that uh, you could, you know, there's a actual, like, uh, a display of dominant, like, you go, hey, you know, if this guy beats you in arm wrestling, like, you're you know, right now, town. like, where you are on the social ladder. You're done in this town. Would you, would you not you. arm wrestle somebody <laughs> because you would think, if this guy beat me, it's almost like if you were at the gym with another guy and he's like, hey, you want, you want to lift? And he's putting up weight and, and, he, and he's like, hey, go ahead. And you're like, like if you knew you couldn't lift it, would you be like, no, I can't lift it, or ah, oh, you know, I just worked out my, I yeah, worked out chest yesterday. Uh, like, shoulder. He assumes you lift the same weight, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I would do that to somebody else, you know. If I, there was a, I was on, so arm wrestling. If someone challenges you to an arm wrestling match, you're doing it or you're not. Doing if it. I thought I could beat the person, that's the then only I way to do it. But if I couldn't, I'd be like, well, you know, it's kind of fucked up. To do you wouldn't, it in here. you wouldn't, you don't have that drive in you to where you'd say, I got, I want to go against the best. This guy might be able to beat me, but I might not be able to beat him. Not with arm wrestling. No? If I were like a professional like boxer or basketball player and I was like, if I was like Kobe Bryant or, or Pacquiao or somebody. So then, basically yeah. you're saying you're only playing when you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? No, I'm out. My my arms are half the size of him, so I'm definitely with the, I'm not going to win. <laughs> well, actually it's funny because me and my brother were going to build an old school over the top arm wrestling table for the for the garage. So... We'll see what happens. Because right, cool. I know I, you know you heard about. I heard you guys talking about it's like a year. Ago, I know so. <laughs> you got to get down to it. My arm wrestling record. Is, well, here's the thing. Now, I, now, now it's funny because I'm gonna be. I'm gonna ask Nick if he wants to arm wrestle. If he says yeah, I'm gonna be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> that means he knows. <laughs> right, you're right, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about technique. You never must. You must not have seen the movie. No, I know, I know. Leverage. There's actually, Leverage. and I, I think I talked about it on the podcast before. One of my favorite favorite documentaries is called uh, Pulling John, I think, and it's about the guy who inspired them to make over the top I think it's on got, Netflix. yeah have you ever seen it no it's pretty amazing because these 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 guys in russia are training like they're just pulling like this crazy <laughs> amount of weight like it almost is like if you've ever seen um what's the uh, documentary with schwarzenegger uh oh, pumping iron oh, pumping iron like these dudes are are doing like crazy feats of strength and this guy is he's definitely got a big arm but his technique 
is what what gets him you know gets him over and like people from all around the world are like looking to hunt this guy down to arm wrestle him it was actually a pretty cool story if you're a hillbilly i'm not but i still think it's a pretty cool story what about christmas music if it's christmas time i have no problem with it i'm okay with it too yeah what about bands that you like breaking down and doing a Christmas song. Like Jimmy at World covering Wham's Last Christmas, for example. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard that. I love that that cover. It's a great cover. But normally, no. I mean, I don't know. Keep it. Would you do it? You're in a band? If one of the guys in the band was like, let's play some Christmas tunes. I've played a cover of Last Christmas at a show. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. I've done it. I I don't know. I don't don't love Christmas music. but I played a cover of a a Jewish favorite called A Tree of Life before at at a punk rock show, but we did it punk rock style. And it's, there's actually some Hebrew in it. And the guys in the band who are not Jewish, except for me, were all about it. They're like, dude, we got to play this song. It's so badass the way we do it. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this. To man. piss up all the Nazis that might have been in the crowd. Oh, well, there's definitely. But uh, I don't think, again, at the, back then, at, at that, especially at the places we used to play, I think people were just, they didn't care what the hell you were singing as long as they was fast and they could punch each other out. They don't mm. care. Um, I hate Christmas music at the store, in the car, in a box. With Does a box. include I don't give a f- Hanukkah music? I don't know any except for that stupid Adam Sandler song, and I would <laughs> I would take any Christmas song over that. No Jewish person likes the Hanukkah song. We don't consider that a a, a, a holiday festive song. None of no one I know does. I don't speak. I do speak for all That's Jews. Not ingrained in family yeah, tradition. No, yet. no. Only only uh, non Jews enjoy the Hanukkah song. <laughs> Uh, what about scooters? A motorized scooter? ones? No, motorized ones. How old are you? Adults. When you're riding, full grown adults. Absolutely adult. unacceptable. Like with, with with or without a DUI, just riding a scooter. Like I, it, it, you should be able to drive around and kick those people off of them. Would you be surprised if you saw Steve riding a scooter in lieu of just being like? Why not? Because he got a DUI, or just, no? That's what he drives. Just to because, work. yeah. Just because he was like, you know, hey, it's cool. That's Even though it's not cool, I can see that. Yeah. What about scooters? You're, you're gonna tell me next he has a scooter? No, I'm not. I wish I could tell he's you. Like, that. By the way, he's got a pink. I red guarantee ass. after he hears this, though, he'll be like, "I've thought about it. <laughs> I've thought about it." Wait, are you talking about with a milk crate bungee to the back? I don't care what kind. I remember like with groceries. I'm only a couple years older than you guys, but I remember you know before kids were able to get their license. I think you you buddy your you your buddy had one or whatever. I remember you saying, but. I remember when kids had a scooter. It was like the Raz, you know, they, oh, you, yeah. or a Spree. When I was like, 15, oh, this that, guy that is the cool shit. I never had one. Did, did you? Did anyone ever have those, one of those mopeds where you'd pedal to start? Yeah, them? those those were like the same kids who were like the the, the Kmart Vision Streetwear shoes, the rip off, uh, you know, the rip off. Uh, Some uh, of those were nice. I'm trying to think of the brand. It was like Pook or Pooch, P U C H. <laughs> and I don't you'd know. Pedal, and some of, I mean. Some of them were just as fast and nice as those brasses. I, I remember them just a spree. That was the, yeah, the big spree. one. You know, if where it's called would... a pooch for the record, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying no. Yeah. <laughs> Not then, though, because, I mean, if you had anything that had a motor on it, you could get somewhere faster because you walked everywhere. I did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how your neighborhood was. Or I remember doing the walked math everywhere. Thinking, like, how many fucking papers do I have to deliver? To get a twelve hundred dollar Raz, and it just made smoke come out. Is that how much they'd be? Like well, here's brand new? It's like twelve, oh, fifteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing is, me and my brother had a paper out. My mom's gonna kill me, but uh, we had we did the one of those free papers, like a penny saver kind of thing. Right. Payment press. Yeah, 
and uh, we would just take them and throw them in the trash, <laughs> or take them in the woods and like just burn them or, or pile. My I mom went to the dumpster too. My I mom re- saw me because we literally with the Calumet Press, normal paper route, people have to subscribe to the paper in order right. to get one delivered. This one you got to go to every house, mm-hmm. so it would literally take, and you get nothing. You get literally almost nothing to do it, and it would take all day. Because you have to go to every house. I mean, you're, you're talking like, yeah, yeah. Right? You're talking like, I don't know, 300, 400 papers. It's nuts. So like I said, I remember one time my mom caught us coming out of the woods. And we, we had the empty paper bag. She's like, where are you guys coming from? We're like, oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember she made us go back there. What? But there was a, a burnt out car back in the woods. And we just opened the trunk. And there were literally like just tons of Kelly my presses in there. How much would you get paid? Probably, like you said, like 30 bucks a month yeah. or something like that. I remember my buddy Fuzz and I growing up, had we had like joined two routes together right. to make one big route. We didn't deliver for several weeks, and the people that would call and complain, you know, the boss would say, hey, they didn't get their paper. Write that address right. down. Next week, here you go. They got Lose their your paper. paper. And the rest of them go in right. the damn dumpster. It was the most dishonest thing ever, but so is giving me a dollar a day right. for delivery Ugh. papers. But, uh, you know, honestly, we begged him. My, uh, a buddy of mine had like a, you know, a times route where he actually got paid. He had to go to collect, and he made real money. That was big and time. I remember my mother-in-law, if you do the, if you deliver the times for a certain amount of time, you get like money. They start a college fund for, I mean, I mean, you get like a, like 10 grand or something. I mean, it's pretty amazing, but I had the Calumet press. So yeah, we pretty much, we pretty much said no. <laughs> that, was, that was too rich for my blood. I'm like, I'm not collecting. No, no, I'm no just not them. happening. And I'll get $30. Um, what about, this is, this is something that I, I kind of wish Steve was here. Cause I, I would like to hear what his thought is on this dancing. I don't do it. It may be like a slow dance, but. What I, I mean, as far as I know, you don't. Would you dance? I'm in, brother. I'm in. Really? Count like at a in. wedding? Or I could see hair. Steve doing Count some interpretive in. dance. <laughs> What's he interpreting? Just like the music, like happy hands. Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm just like I'm talking about like okay, because we were watching um, America's Got Talent, and it's funny because my wife usually gets so pissed off when she sees people on America Got Talent that do anything that's just anything. She's like, these people could be doing something so much better with their time than spending all this time preparing these stupid feats of strength or these, you know, whatever. But whenever there's people dancing, she's like, well, that's a sport. You know, I can, I understand exactly why people are doing this. This is uh, actually useful in life. And it's like, no, nothing makes me mad. And I'm like, I like my day. I want to, I can't wait till my dad hears this. Cause I thought to myself, if I came home, there was like a group of like hip hop dancers. And I could have thought if I came home, and walked up to my dad and said, Hey, here's my two buddies. I want to show you something. And we, you know, we had headbands on and like, like bib overalls. And we, we, we did like a break dance routine. Bib in front of my, oh, you slapped the cardboard oh, like, box down. Yeah. It would be over. It would be over. I mean, there, there's not even a question in my mind that he would be like, get the fuck out of my house. These two guys never welcome again. And it'd be, Do you think be he, grounded. If he had a gun on him, he would pull it. I don't know. It's possible. To take your Definitely. Can, take your Kangol hat off <laughs> yeah, and get the fuck out I, of here. I, I don't. I just imagine like <laughs> this is what I was told my wife. I was like, this is what happens when you hug your kids too much. Like they just think like this one guy was talking. He's like, yeah, he's like back home. You know, I'm a dance instructor, and he shows they show like a class of all these little kids, and he's like standing there with his arms crossed, and I'm like, this. really? This is what this guy does. He works at the local Y teaching hip hop dance to kids. Like, dude, get a real fucking job, man. <laughs> 
That wasn't just a hobby. I mean, that's no, what that's what is this guy shooting for the stars to be. And I'm like, okay, what, what are your options? You're going to either be in a, like a, a, like work for Madonna or like, you know, be in some like traveling dance troupe or how much really can you, where can you go? I don't know that you're helping society with that trade. Yeah, I, don't I know. thought you were talking about like down three Manhattans and get dumb in a wedding. Cause I'm I don't bad. even do that. <laughs> I'm, 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 all, I, I'm all in. I don't even, I don't even, what's a man, what's in a Manhattan? It's a whiskey and some bitters and a cherry and, yeah, and, and an old man. I have time. It's acceptable to drink one of those would be oh, at a wedding. They're yeah. delicious. No, they're delicious. No, Nick, Nick, I, Nick says no. I listen to that while I listen to, or I drink that while I listen to Kings of Leon. I think the only thing I, the only mixed drink I ever drink is a white Russian outside of that. I don't. Because of Lebowski? Jack and Coke? I've seen uh, no, before Lebowski, but before who, me? Dude? I drank a Jack and Coke before, yes. But I'm saying, like, if I was, I don't know why. Was everyone else ordering them or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you were, like, asking. Yeah. I, I was drinking them. You're like, I got a sweet dessert. This I had a buddy who drinks Jack straight. Oh, man. And I'm like. It's a gentleman's drink. It's almost Jack straight. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm One of my real good friends drinks scotch. Well, yeah, two of them. And, and they're, like, like just drinking scotch. And I'm like. like Johnny Walker? Or? Oh, no. Whatever. Like, the. From top to bottom shelf, it depends on whatever's in front of them. But that's at the time. like Mad Men shit. Those guys, are, yeah, those guys are pretty badass, right? You get your, I would I think ass. it's it's definitely something that you want to do because it it's, it looks cool. But I just when I drink it, I'm like, how? I think back then really they, like they drink it because it was like their lives are so stressful. Yeah. they had to get through. But I'm like, how can someone really like this when there's so much better? There's alternatives that are better. I don't know. It's just to me. I've wanted to like it. I've wanted to be a, a, a Scotch guy or a bourbon guy or a you know whiskey guy, but. Just can't be, nor a cigar guy either. I've tried that. I can't make it happen. What about an e-cigarette guy? No, definitely not. <laughs> All right, this one Nick brought up: riding shotgun while your wife drives. Obviously, no. I do it all the time. There's there's several exceptions though. I'd love to hear them. If you're sick, injured, <laughs> or so tired that you might crash and die. Oh, because you're—that's what all three you were. You were the, sick and the, like. Well, I don't. I, only one time since my wife and me have been married, or even I've even known her. I'm like, you know what? You always you always give you always offer it. I'm taking you up on it. And she's like, God damn it. You know what? I always regret it. There's times where I just get tired because my wife won't drive to the city. She won't drive on the expressway. I mean, whether it's to the city or not, and. There's a lot of t- like if it's a short trip somewhere or whatever. I'm just like I don't want to deal with it. Plus. She has to maneuver the seat back and do all kind of stuff, so it's just it's just easier. But whatever, I I always I can't stand it when she drives because then my rule is whoever drives controls the radio, and she listens to country. So I immediately what? what? Julie listens to country. Yeah, she was just telling your wife that the other day, and your wife was saying the same thing. Like, I can't believe you listen to country. I don't That's care. I, but I thought she listened to like she does 40. that too. But now she's on a country kick. Either way, no matter what she listens to, it's shitty. So if I drive, I get to control the radio. So that's normally why I drive. Plus, she's a horrible driver. So. See, I let my wife listen to whatever she wants, but then I get to watch whatever I want on TV, which is the bigger payoff. I would like that too, but my wife just – i that's not how it works. It's whoever gets down in front of the – with the remote first. I mean, you, you've really like been like, I can no. just come in a room and be like, we're now we're watching breaking. You Dead. do that. Yeah. That you're, that's bullshit. You know, I do. And she, she says, fine. There's only one show that she was like, Oh, I just got to watch the rest of it. It was like, so you think you can dance or some stupid show like that. Like one time in your yeah. whole life. There's only one show that I won't come and I turn. I didn't know you had it like that. that. Apparently you're doing something right. That's <laughs> I, a beautiful I, thing. But then I got like, to listen to some stupid shit in the car. 
I, to me, that's not a good trade off. I, I would listen know. to Carly Rae Jepsen if it meant I got what to hear the TV. What the hell is that? Uh, that's that. Uh, I don't know. That song that's everyone's heard it a million times. Uh, Again, man. Here's here's my number. Call me, baby. Oh yeah. I only the only time I listen now I listen to uh, Pandora. So I basically only just find, like you know pick a band and listen to whatever well, Pandora. You don't need to hear it on the radio. It'll be every Walmart commercials. It's fucking I don't everywhere. go anywhere. Either. I know you fucking heard that song. <laughs> I, if you, yeah, maybe if I. <laughs> no, maybe my heard kid it. heard it on like uh, what's that stupid uh, CD? A kid kid Bob. Rock. Kids Bob. There's probably a cookie. Wait till your kids. Version. Wait till your kids start wanting to hear Kids Bob. Like your kids singing Kesha with Kids I'm Bob. not looking forward to my kids coming home and having to watch their stupid bullshit on TV. Again, that's why you have a secondary room. I'm gonna have them watching Commando when they're like four, so they can appreciate. Good my mom movies. was actually just be like, yelling at me He's because dead tired. I took my kid to see uh, World War Z, and she was like, "Oh, you yeah, know, that's that's inappropriate." I'm like, "You should see what he want. What I, what I, you know, he stays up and watches The Walking Dead. I don't know. Is that inappropriate?" He watches stuff with boobs, I'm sure, too. That's the only... But here's the thing. He gets... Feels uneasy about it and is like... Uh, looks so, away. So what's worse when your kids are watching? Do you want to shade their eyes more for seeing boobs yes. or, or violence? No. Which one naked is, which one naked is? bodies doesn't bother me. Sex bothers me. when I don't want them to... I, violence is fine. You're okay with him seeing like the violence, just not the... Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know why, but to me, it's just... I don't know. I'm just I, that's what the culture I grew up in. Just you know, every movie I've no, I know yeah. every movie I ever saw as a kid, <laughs> my old man, like every single RoboCop to that was the the, the era of awesome badass movies. Extreme violence. Everything was rated R. Total Recall had three movies right. at once. Everything was rated R. Everything that was worth worth watching, or that at least my dad watched. So mm-hmm. you're in for whatever, you know. Is Stripes rated R? Yeah, There's definitely. Tons of movies oh, that, definitely, right? <laughs> definitely. That's a great movie too. <laughs> I blame um, uh, Will Smith for killing that whole. Uh, with parents the, just don't understand. With showing, the, with, the with all like those movies being rated R because they did Independence Day, and it was like that was like the first movie that was like a big summer hit that was like only PG. Well, and after that, like they just always started making those big movies. Interesting. PG thirteen or uh, PG thirteen. World War Z, PG thirteen didn't slow that down at all. But to me, PG thirteen is the same as PG. Really. I mean, I, I think the reason that they were saying, and you might already talk about this, that why that movie was able to be PG thirteen is because when you kill a zombie, they don't consider that killing a person. The violence is 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 fake, it's fictional rather than if you were to kill. It, an actual, I don't, I don't remember there being any like upfront in your no, face gore. There wasn't any either. I mean, I, it was less gory than Walking Dead. I, yeah, definitely better too. What do you think about the Walking Dead? Uh, I I only saw season one, which I thought was really good. Uh, I didn't see anything after that, but I heard it kind of um, jumped the shark. Real quick, so Ben is basically a guy who got turned onto the show by somebody else and reached out to me after I put out the email saying that I was looking for anybody who wanted to be on the show. So he reached out to me, and now he's here. Um, he's also he's got a band that he's in. So you have any anything you want to say or you promote or talk about your band or what they uh, do? Yeah, the band is called One Timer. We have a sh- you can find us on iTunes. Is it a hockey? That's a hockey reference. Yeah, a one timer. Um, we got an album called "It's No Secret." You can find us on iTunes just under one timer. Also, ReverbNation.com uh, slash one timer would would do it. We have a we have a Facebook with the same. It's just Facebook.com slash one timer music. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of. I, I actually just emailed you guys saying, "Hey, do you guys want some intro music or just something?" 
what you know what kind of music would you would you class like if someone was to say like or if you were to say if you like this band you might like my band i would say if local h had a baby with fallout boy and that baby was adopted by nirvana <laughs> <laughs> and then that's what it would end up doing in the i garage. this is weird being, you should have kept that one going being being a musician myself <laughs> Best friends with the White Stripes, you know. It doesn't talk to Carly Rae Jepsen much. <laughs> I I usually like I don't like to go see live music as far as like local bands because I can't stand cover bands, bar bands. Hate them. Hate them with a passion. It's frustrating. I yeah. you know because every band I was in, we only played original music. I mean, we would play a cover song here or there, um, but with our own twist, and it would just be one or two out of like you know. Yeah. All the rest of the catalog was our own. We do party all the time on the record by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the only cover on the record. But. Do you do it in, this, in the same tempo, or do you speed it up? Or well, we do it in the same tempo, but the guitars are distorted, and I, right. sing, I sing like a girl on it. Uh, I believe Eddie Murphy kind of sang like a girl on oh, his yeah. version. Um, Rick James is just pretending to play the bass in the video. It's where do you guys usually play? Um, Do you have like a certain place that's like you know? No, we used to be we used to be in a band called Summer League, like three fourths of us or whatever, and we played all the time just in the region, you know, uh, Rodney's, Growlers, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. But uh, then we just started doing original stuff and playing in the city, Tinley Park also. And uh, now we're kind of just it depends on the show. Like we have some covers we'll do if that's what you need for your crowd or whatever but we also have an hour and a half of our own stuff what do you probably. base what do you base it on like the promoter tells you like or wherever you get the i show. just go knock on doors you know i just go talk to bar owners and stuff and i say hey do you have bands and they say is it a cover is it original what do you what do you need you know they, st- they ask you for like a press kit i'm a musical whore uh yeah yeah we have a, a digital press kit on reverbnation.com you can go to that and you can hear it. So you just tell people like, hey, go to this website? Or mm-hmm. do oh, people I... go to the website and call you and say, hey, we found your band? And... Yeah. Oh, I go there and I give them a CD. I give them a card. On the back of the card is a list of a ton of bands that we cover. Um, it also has the website where you can hear it. You can look at pictures and that. And then I just call up a couple weeks later and say, you know, you guys still need somebody, whatever. But it's, it's tough because I just had two kids almost back to back. The bassist did the same thing. Everyone's got little kids, so it, it went from like always Let's go hardcore right. to just uh, hey, how's next? You know, two Thursdays from now, can you get together and? Is it something that you would ever consider leaving your day job for? Like if, if, I could if, make if you a could, living, yes, right. yes. If I could keep the lights on, absolutely, I'd play music in there instead of just about anything else. What do you play? Guitar. I play guitar and sing. Is that what you've always played, or were you in different bands where you played different instruments? I started off playing drums, but I'm not nearly as good. Do you as have me. Do you have drums of yeah. your own? Yeah, so I you have, have a I have a Pearl Custom kit, but my drummer's he's just really good. He's yeah, he should be a studio guy because he can. He's like a metronome, but that's cool. Anything uh, you see? Anything this week? Just Die Hard, the new one. That's it. Yeah. You see anything good lately? That's all you need, man. <laughs> Uh, no, I, you know what I, with the, with the kids being crazy, I, uh, I just been watching old eighties movies. I don't know why. Cause late at like night. Like on Netflix? Yes. Late at night I'll have a beer and watch hard target or trading places. And it's kind of kept me Did going. you see Machine Gun Preacher? No. It is still it's on It's not Netflix. an eighties movie, is it? It's I, shot no, like, it's is it like a, is it shot like an eighties movie? No. no. I just, we mentioned it a couple of podcasts yeah. ago. I didn't know if he had. No, I haven't checked that out. 
I I'm just, still standing behind it. I just saw the uh, the Is it uh, streaming still. Yeah. All right, done and done. Let's let's talk about Weight Watchers. What about it? How's that going? It's going fine. Following it. Yeah. How long have you been on it now? Uh, three weeks. What's that? I was bending back because oh. I was not comfortable. Oh, you thought I was like looking at like checking me out or something? Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to. The scales, the scale tells the tells the the tale. Are you are you hungry all the time? No, I was in the really? beginning, but I mean, you know what? I quit. Here's the thing: my wife is the worst because she'll like convince me, like, oh, you know, let's just eat this today. It's on a cheat day. Yeah, and so you know, usually when I actually when I started going, I, I started going to the gym last week. Got put on a, a weightlifting program. Had no idea where to start, so I blew out my arms on the first day. Couldn't lift them for Is an Steve entire week. Still going too? No, no. That was only when he was he was working um, afternoon, so he was oh. available in the morning. But uh, yeah, so I ended up going again yesterday or Monday. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday I went again and, and started tried to start the routine over. So I'm not hurting at all today. So that's good news. Um. It's a program that's gonna hopefully works for me. I don't know what to tell you. I'm 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 working at it. The twelve pounds so far, so we'll see what happens. Did Julie talk? Did you guys talk anymore about the zone diet? No, I don't need. Like I said, I've seen a million diets. I've done. I've gone. I've I've done hydroxy. I've done every single thing that's come on the market from, you know, Nutrisystem. Every single everything Dan, except for the zone diet. Dan Marino looks great on Nutrisystem. The only thing I didn't do was the um, Atkins. Atkins. I don't know. I don't know. People scared me away from it. No, just that's, that's people were dying up. of heart. You can get like a tub of Cool Whip and like <laughs> right. some beef jerky. That like, sounds like the great. It sounds like something I'd totally yeah. be down with. But but it's that's I, weird. Yeah, I get. I get. Right. It, it doesn't seem like it would work, and it seems like it's based on some some bullshit. But um, that guy died right on his own diet. Yeah, his heart exploded. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was. I don't know. Was he on his own diet, or was he just like, well, I'm not gonna do that diet. This thing's crazy. It'll <laughs> like, get results. You do it. You're right. I'm not doing it. I like to assume because uh, it's funnier. The uh, I just saw this. Uh, I always on Netflix. I, I like to watch like all the stand up comedy stuff. And there's a, a special Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, and it's called uh, "What's Wrong with You People." Apparently, he's got a new one that's gonna be coming out, but this one's from 2011. Mm-hmm. If Anybody likes stand up? I think it's I want to say maybe 90 minutes. Maybe not, maybe it's only an hour. But um it's a, it's worth watching. So check that out. I watch it like three or four times. I try to get my wife to watch. I can't stand I'll like something and I'll be like, "Oh, you got to watch this." And she'll be like looking at her phone and I'm like, "Dude, watch this. Watch this part." She'll look up for 30 seconds and I'll be like laughing and I'll be like, "Did you and I'll look back. She's on her phone again." So I'm hoping my wife a lot like Nick. Whenever I tell him something's great, he just says, nah, "I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna watch it anyway." <laughs> or he, he goes, "Yeah, I'll watch it," and just never does. I will say this: I was at a tattoo shop over the or last week, and I brought up that band called Death, and I was like the coolest person in there for like ten minutes because these people had not heard of it. But people were coming around, going, "What is? This? I heard you guys talk about some sort of thing." And see, like, yeah. stick with me. I'll get. I'll. I'll, uh, I'll definitely. I, I know. Some, I'm like. I don't even like music. You guys love it. You guys never. That's heard the this? craziest thing I've ever heard. I, you know what? I. I consider my dad one of those guys who doesn't like music. Like he. There, there's just. He likes his favorite music is. Uh, what is George Thorogood and the Destroyers? <laughs> and George Thorogood and the Destroyers is basically a guy who ripped off a bunch of other people. He plays. All of his hits are other people's hits. That were like old timey blues hits. He doesn't really have anything of his own. Anything you can think of that George Thorogood's done, 
is a cover song. Guarantee yeah. you. Guarantee he just, 100%. Like, stole it from old blues yeah. musicians. I don't even think he stole it. They're just like re, you know, he just took them and revised them and changed the uh Led Zeppelin stole right. Led Zeppelin stole them from somebody, he stole them from them. Yeah. No, he 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 went he went a little bit deeper and but so beyond he, that, dude, I couldn't even think of like if you I have no idea what my dad what my dad's into. I, I remember he liked like Linda Ronstadt or Kenny Rogers. Like <laughs> that's what I grew up listening to, you know, Kenny when when Rogers. I was too young to listen to my own music. My parents, that's they listen to. My mom likes Tom Petty, which is a little bit cooler than what my dad's into. Um, and uh, who Steve Earle, but not a lot of uh, musical influences that I that I got from them. But I mean, I remember listening to uh, Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever about eight hundred million times <laughs> over and over, and it's a great record. But what do your parents listen to? Uh, my mom's can pretty much listen to whatever. My dad's, I guess, kind of like your dad. He'll listen to like my dad listens to oldies. Yeah, my dad doesn't listen to classic rock like Led Zeppelin, no Rolling Stones. My dad You're listens like to Bill Haley in the Comets. Yeah, right. <laughs> if Dick Beyonce's right, the like, platters. But on the right. station, he's listening. To I growing up, my dad was a mechanic, and in his shop, that's all that was ever on was literally like stuff from the you know forties and fifties, not even really the sixties. So. What do your parents like listen Del to? Like Shannon. Uh, my mom is really religious. Beatles. So she listens to whatever they play on that religious channel. Sometimes it's... No up. rock and roll. Is she like... Uh, Last no, she's not Kiss. like that. She's told, like, she went to see Jimi Hendrix back in the day before she got... Then she, she became religious like, after that. And she, well, yeah, and she got older. She grabbed to it more and more. Striper. So she's like, when I was pregnant with you, I saw Jimi Hendrix. You know, I think that's a lie, by the way. But <laughs> but yeah, later later on... No, it's just she's she's very. I don't know. She doesn't. I don't know that she really likes music either. She hums. She sings. <laughs> you know what she does is this funny thing where I, when I was like a teenager living in her house, I would play Nirvana and other stuff, and it would just sort of sink in. I would just be playing it, right. and I don't listen to that stuff, but it would be on. And later on, she'd be folding laundry, going like, hmm, 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 singing "Come <laughs> right. as You Are," not even realizing she was doing right. it. You know. So no, she doesn't really. She doesn't really listen to music except for religious stuff. My dad's not around anymore, but he listened. To, he was kind of like your dad, like oldies stuff. I don't know what, about the George Thorogood, but he definitely listened. George Thorogood like was about as progressive as the old man got. Maybe like the Beach Boys, <laughs> That's very edgy. you know. But I just remember, like I said, Kenny Rogers was like big time. Oh, um, the gambler. What's his name too? Uh, uh, Neil Diamond. Both my parents, oh, big my time. Dad Neil Diamond. Neil Who doesn't? Too. Yeah, he's still one of those guys that, like, still to this day, Neil Diamond rocks. Bill so. Bird doesn't. Pretty sure he thinks he's the devil. But yeah, my dad used to always watch that movie, The Jazz Singer, all the time. It would get all emotionally intense, and I was like eight years old. Like, this guy was a fuck? canter. Now he's like, a jazz singer. Why is, why is his dad so mad at him? What's it you? I didn't even know. I had no clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? I this guy's like, supposed to be a rabbi, man. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. Love on the Rocks is a hard scene. Um. It. Anything else you want to promote, Nick? No. Anything else for you? Uh, just if you can check out One Timer on iTunes and uh, Facebook and all that, uh, you might like it. All right. Um, my, I'm still making Vine videos, so please check them out if you can at Stupor Dave Inc. Just like it is on Twitter, um, at Hayman2012 and at Hayman Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and just thanks for letting me sit in. Oh, time absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for this week, and we will hope. Oh, you know what? I'm going to ask him this question, our guest questionnaire, before we go. Awesome. Which I'm sure you've heard us ask before. A little bit. Best celebrity mustache. Oh, 
Coach Q. Who? Coach Q. Does he count as a celebrity? Quinville? That is ferocious. I, I guess. If, I'll take Dick <laughs> as a plan B. If All you right. Need. Ugliest athlete. Oh, gosh. Um, George Mearson? He's actually voted as one of the, like I've seen in one of those major oh. polls. If not, I'll just go Kobe because I don't like him. <laughs> Worst human being. Worst human being. Besides Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, besides Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> That's, oh, geez. Um... Man, that's really tough. There's so many bad I thought he was going to say man cow. Man cow? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take, that, say as a, I'll take that as a default. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I'll take any any politician from Texas. Best organized crime movie? Goodfellas. Best kids cereal? Lucky Charms. Greatest female vocalist? Uh, Jewel. Favorite member of the 1986 World Championship Mets? Gooden around there. Yeah, that is not Gooden. Right, yeah. <laughs> Most overrated rock band. Oh, don't make me say it. Uh, He's gonna say the Beatles. I am. You know what? I am gonna say the Beatles. Yeah, I am because they have a lot of good songs. But god damn, they have a lot of bands. Yeah. Best character in a movie or TV show of all time. All time. Uh, George from Seinfeld. Old Becky, new Becky. I don't know what that question means. Roseanne. Oh, old Becky. Sarah Chalk versus what's the other one? I don't know who the other one. That's the only one I know. Worst foreign accent in a television show or movie. Uh, Tom Cruise. What was he in that movie where he's a boxer from Ireland? Uh, far rough. and away. Yes. That's bad news. Best book ever read. Oh, best book ever read. Um, Game of Thrones. Favorite smell. Favorite smell. Um... Pizza. Most annoying song. Carly Rae Jepsen, whatever her song is called. <laughs> John Goodman. Uh, yes. All yes. right. Thanks. Yes.